Welcome to another edition of Canton Bound, the NFL half of our Campus to Canton podcast. As always, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And we are back after a brief hiatus last week. Uh, apologize for the uh, sudden no-show last don't week. Ap- don't apologize, Colin. Don't apologize. It makes us look soft. I mean, I'm apologizing to the people. Don't I feel bad. Apologize to they them. were looking forward to, to a show with us. You know, I wasn't on Monday. Um, you know, And then I disappointed them again by not being around on Thursday. Didn't give them any no Colin time last week. And for that, I apologize. And somehow they survived the week. So that's, you know, I mean, that's we telling think, moving we don't forward. Know. <laughs> we'll have to check the, the numbers. Yeah. <laughs> They're really far down this week. We killed off all of our, 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 our listeners. I mean, we don't, yeah, we don't know. We don't know. But we're back this week. Two weeks left until the NFL draft. You excited? You nervous? For um, the Steelers pick? Yeah, I'm not looking forward to it at all. I have a feeling the Steelers <laughs> are absolutely going to shit the bed with their pick and or just pick somebody I hate. I've already got that Desmond Ritter uh, guarantee floating around uh, for anyone that hasn't seen it. I've said that if the Steelers take Desmond Ritter in the first round, uh, I will not watch a Steelers game for two years. That is really interesting because one, that would be hilarious. And two, for anybody who doesn't know you, you are just petty enough to actually and stubborn enough to actually follow through with that. Oh, 100%. I have to figure out exactly how I'm going to like prove that I'm not watching it cuz I like mm-hmm. I'm not going to sit there in front of a camera for 4 hours and like, you know, every 2 minutes like flash it around to show that like the game's not on, but I'll be honest actually, I've, I've probably watched less Steelers football than I have in a while last year, so um it would just, you know, it would be a natural progression. The the inter- the other interesting part of that is you live in Pittsburgh. If you went to any sort of a restaurant with a TV, any sort of a sports bar on a Sunday, okay, I could be in the same room. Like it's not like I have an ankle monitor on, and like the police (laughs) are going to show up if I'm in a room that, you know, the bigger one is actually going to be not going to any Steelers games, Mm. um, because I enjoy that, and my wife finally got a taste of going to Steelers games this past year, and she loved it um so you know telling her no i mean i don't mind doing that but like it doesn't buy me any bonus points right um so two years of telling her no i don't know that might not go well do you have a couch uh i would we have a guest room can i come oh cool okay that sounds like an invitation to me Mm -hmm. it is yeah very comfy too Uh, we have blackout curtains in here too so like you know room gets very dark Yeah, open yeah, invitation. That's the best. I, I, yeah, I, I love like pitch black when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. So that's perfect. Oh yeah. Um, and the uh, Enzo, the dog, sleeps with us, so don't have to worry about that. That's a great. I, I thought you were gonna say Enzo sleeps in that room, and I was like, okay, that's a deal breaker. Um, well, he does but... during the day if I'm in here because it doubles as my office. Um, mm. but other than that, no, he sleeps with us. You're good. Perfect. Great. But all right. We got uh, a good amount of stuff to get into here. We not a ton of news. We have a couple news items here and then it's rookie time. Uh, we'll dive into this rookie class here. Uh, first up is going to be quarterbacks and running backs. Next week, we're going to hit you with some wide receivers and tight ends uh, right before the draft. And then, you know, post draft, we'll talk, uh, talk some reaction stuff. But before we get into that, Uh, This podcast is part of the Fantasy Points Media Group, along with a ton of other great pods. We're not going to name all of them off because there's... Copycat. Copycat. What? I did that on Monday. Copy the rope shtick. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Are you the only one who's allowed to shirk your duties around here? Yes. Well, if I'm doing... We can't both. It's like barely get a functioning show together if we're both going to slack. All right. I'm just you don't have to say all the names, you know, maybe just be a little more original in your framing. That's all I'm saying. That's, that's all I'm asking for, Colin. That's all I'm asking for. All right. He's fine. giving me the shittiest look Fine. Right now. <laughs> fine. 
ton of other great pods. We're not going to name them all, but you can follow them all on Twitter at Fantasy Points Live or check out the Friday Drops that recap the week in the Fantasy Points Media Group. First bit of news here kind of broke um, today. Sammy Watkins, sign of life. Signs with the Green Bay Packers with one year, $4 million deal. They just lost Devontae Adams. Do we care at all about Sammy Watkins here? Uh, one year, $4 million. No, we do not. Um, this feels like covering <laughs> your butt in case something crazy happens and five wide receivers go in the top 15 or whatever, and um, it's no longer viable for them to take one. Um, so this would, this isn't. This signing is not going to dissuade them from from. Well, man, I say that it's the Packers. They've done stupid. <laughs> they've done stupider stuff. Um, but I, I think. I mean, Adams really forced their hand. There's no way. There's no way. Right. I I wouldn't think so, especially in a class here where uh, there's a lot of buzz about some of the about wide receivers going in the first round. I mean, we're hearing, you know, as many as like you know five wide receivers looking at going in the first round here. Um, so you got to think that the one of the Packers take one of them here, assuming they're still available, which I think they will, but we'll see. It'd be fun if they we'll wasted see. their first round draft pick on like Christian Watson or something. Hmm. I, I was thinking it'd be funny if they waste their first round draft pick on Desmond Ritter. Aaron Rodgers will literally <laughs> roll into that front office with a gun Monday morning if that happens. There's zero doubt in my mind. Um, so I think that for the sake of all of them, they would prefer not to do that. Yeah, uh, I just I think it would be funny. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I don't really care that much about Sammy Watkins anymore. I was a truther for a long time. Uh, he was one of the, I liked him a lot. You know, injuries kind of derailed his career. And then just never really got it back on track. Do you remember? I think it was probably your first ever dynasty trade. It was our first ever dynasty trade. Yeah, yes, I do. Mm-hmm. Well, I was already. I, that was my second dynasty league. I already. Well, it was. was it was my second dynasty league veteran. too. It was my um, second dynasty league too. But but it was the first was trade that of that. Sammy's league. second year, probably twenty four fifteen. Yeah. I think yeah, was the year twenty fifteen. Um, it was the trade was what um, Sammy Watkins. I gave up Gronk in that deal. I don't remember exactly I what think, else was in there. I you also I, Martavis. I sent you Martavis Bryant. Yeah, you sent me too. Sammy Watkins, Martavis Bryant, um, and Eli Manning for Matt think, Ryan or, and something else. Yeah, for Matt Ryan and Gronk. All that the people need to know is that this trade basically paved the way for a dynasty early. So thank you, Colin, for that. Um, I won the first two championships of that league. It's basically off the back of that trade. So kudos, yeah. Colin. Kudos. Yeah. And, you know, Sammy Watkins has forever disappointed me. But I digress. Um, more drama with Kyler and the Cardinals this offseason here. Uh, and a report came out today. Kyler Murray is not expected to play for the Cardinals without a new contract. He says he he's pretty adamant that he will not play in 2022 unless they can get a deal done. Do we think he holds to that? And do we think they get a deal done? I don't know if they'll get a deal done or not. We discussed this a couple weeks ago when like the the bulk of the the issues were happening. Mm-hmm. If you're the Cardinals, there's no harm in playing hardball with this guy. He's not going to go play baseball. No. And they have his rights locked up for so long if they want him. Yep. You play hardball with him and you tell him to simmer down, in my opinion. Um, I don't think trading him was would be smart unless you just get a haul. I don't like... I. I don't even know what you would put his price tag at because he's so cheap and team controlled. Uh, like, I, I really don't know. Um, I, I don't think he really has that much leverage. I think he's trying to to make it sound like he does, but he's a guy that really doesn't. So if I'm the Cardinals, yeah. I'm kind of playing some hardball. Um, I'll tell him to kick rocks. Um, I mean, 
I don't know. It, has he, he? He's gotten a little bit better. As, I'm not saying he's a bad passer or a bad quarterback, but I, has he taken the leap that they probably hoped that he would over the past you know year or two, really? I don't know that he has. I don't think he has either. I mean, he's still a top 10 quarterback in the league. But, and I mean, especially for fantasy purposes. Um, but yeah, I think as a passer, he doesn't really he didn't really take the step that they, that they were hoping he would. I think, you know, having Deandre Hopkins bails out a lot and, you know, Hopkins was banged up at times last year. And I think that showed a little bit, um, you know, it'll be, I think a lot of it's the offense and he checks down a good amount, but you know, we'll see maybe how that changes without Christian Kirk there this year. You know, they don't really have uh have any any other slot options there i mean uh, assuming rondale moore will probably step into a a sizable role there but we'll see we'll see how that one plays out yeah um and i think you know i i I do think hopkins comes back this year and looks pretty good so i do think that'll help that offense a lot um he he was a major major cog for them yeah just throwing that yeah i bet no i tyler yeah yeah i agree with that um, all right. Uh, last bit of news here. They announced the rookies who will be attending the draft here. There's 21 prospects, um, notable fantasy relevant players that will be attending Malik Willis, Matt Corral, Drake London, Chris Alave, Garrett Wilson, and Jameson Williams. Um, typically, uh, players who attend the draft, uh, do get taken in the first round. You know, they're, they don't usually invite players that they think are going to fall to day two because nobody wants that. That's kind of embarrassing. Um, so they're usually pull the teams around the league and select a group that is going to be taken in the first round here. So with these names all on the board here as players that are going to be attending the draft, do you feel pretty good about those guys going in the first round now? Willis, Corral. Corral was one that, you know, there's split opinions on a little bit. Um, Jameson Williams coming back from an injury. I mean, it sounds like Jameson, the the smoke is starting to hit that he's probably going to go top 10. Um, at least that's kind of been the rumor this week. So that, that one doesn't surprise me. The only one there that I think surprises me a little bit, and like Matt Corral is the only guy on that list that I think has a chance to drop out of the first round. And he's the only guy on that list that I think is full of himself enough <laughs> to think that that's not possibly going to happen and show up and kind of get embarrassed a little bit. Um, not saying that's the case. Maybe he goes six to the Panthers or whatever. You know, there, there were rumors that the Panthers liked him for a while. Um, but he's the only guy that you just listed there that that I think would have a chance to to drop out. Yeah, I, I would agree with that as well, um, especially like you said, with the buzz on William, on Jameson Williams going, you know, maybe even top 10, that it doesn't seem like the injuries is worrying teams here. Um, so, yeah, I would I would agree with that. But I do think Corral is going to go in the first round. I mean, it's a quarterback starved league, uh, you know, and he's one of the most toolsy guys in this draft. And I think somebody will talk themselves into that. Yeah, that's potentially um, for sure. No Sam Howe surprising. Yes. Um, so that was perfect segue into my next topic. Thank you very much. Good job for you. You know, um, Some notable offensive skill position players that were left off of this list. Uh, Sam Howe, Kenny Pickett and Traylon Burks. We really don't expect any running backs to go round one. Not really a big surprise that they were left off the list here. Kind of same thing with tight ends. Does this mean anything to you that Sam Howell, Pickett, and Burks are not on the invite list? Is Burks going to be Joe Thomas all over again where Thomas was out fishing and Burks is out like hog hunting? Isn't that what he does? <laughs> I guess. I we're, gonna, we're just going to redo that that storyline. How many how many feral hogs come and running through the backyard? That's 40 or 50. That's what it does. Um, I don't know that any of those is that surprising. I mean, maybe Burks falls further than we think he will. 
I don't know. I still we talked about Dallas a couple weeks ago. Like I still think that he probably goes there if he's there. Um, Hal surprises me the most. He's not like that sexy, but I think he's just going to be a good quarter, like a solid quarterback for a while. So he feels like a guy that's going to go in the first round to me. Maybe he just didn't want to be there. I mean, there are guys that turn it down. Uh, the aforementioned Joe Thomas, yes. you know, who went yes. fishing um, with his dad or whatever instead of going. And, you know, so maybe, maybe uh, draft it was in Vegas this year, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact about the draft. Um, we, uh, so we, uh, my, the company I work for, Mm-hmm. Uh, is partners with Subway and Subway will be providing some food for the draft. So we will be providing some equipment shipping it to the draft. So I would love to have like deliver it. Foot, foot, foot like, uh, or like the party subs there for them or like what? what? I don't know. Uh, Does Subway I I have like a fancier catering menu? Then subs? No, they do not. So they're probably <laughs> I was just going just to get like a super secret menu for like, no. you know, specific. It's just no. a ham. A ham sub is a ham sub, no matter what. Okay. Yeah, I think they'll they'll probably just be providing party subs. That's my guess. Okay. But I offered to hand deliver the items. Um, so far, nobody has taken me up on that. No, so we'll they haven't see. Even, probably haven't even called you back, huh? I was in a meeting. They just kind of brushed past it. <laughs> they were just looking at you like you're an They're idiot. Like, all right, moving on. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. Uh, Back to your circling back to your point there. I mean, it's very possible that these guys, you know, just turned it down um, because I do think that Traylon Burks, like we talked about before, probably pretty safe floor of the Cowboys. They need a wide receiver and Jerry Jones probably can't help himself with it being an Arkansas player. Um, you know, and this some we'll get into a little bit later, but I think Sam Howell is the best quarterback in this draft. Um, so I think he still goes round one. There's a lot of Kenny Pickett round one buzz too. So this doesn't really mean that much to me, but it's, you know, a moment of hesitation. Um, yeah, I mean, fair enough. I don't know. Um, it would matter a lot to me if I had, I mean, like uh, any rookie drafts that I have, are going to be after the draft is over. So like I won't have to guess is yes. like is this yes. bad for Kenny Pickett? Well, maybe, but guess what? I'll know on Monday. Um <laughs> yes. Which is when I have at least one rookie draft kicks off um the day after. Yeah. Um, yeah. We um the league that I commission, we usually start ours up like right after. So yeah. we'll probably do that again this year. I need to send an announcement out actually. Thanks for the reminder. Anything for you. Again, doing your job twice yeah. in a row now. Holy crap. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, all right. Well, that's really all we have there for news. Um, so we'll get into the bulk of the show here. Bulk of the show, rookie reports. I said we'll start off with quarterbacks here. Um, top five quarterbacks in the draft class this year. Just list them off here real quick. I'll list mine off, and then you know we'll have a little bit of a little bit of discussion. Sounds lovely. Are you gonna? Are you gonna go? Or? I thought you said you were going first. Oh no no no! You go first. I usually kick it to you first. Oh, so lift my list. My top five quarterbacks. Yeah yeah. Go ahead. I thought we talked about this before the show that I don't actually have any rankings this year. <laughs> no. Okay. Um, I mean, <laughs> throwing me under the bus. <laughs> I, we talked about this pre-show. You're like, I have my list here. I can put it together if you want. I have it in front of me. Do you want me not, to put it on the show sheet? This is not the discussion at all. I just want the people to know this was not the discussion at all. It's very um, I have to start taping the pre-show just so that people know who the real victim is here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't have a single tier one quarterback. Um, not that surprising. I'm still very much in the mind space before we really jump into this exercise that I still think this is a very flawed class. There's mm-hmm. very little top end talent. And to me, the depth of the class is overblown because the depth is like, this guy will be on an NFL roster for five years and you can get him in the fifth round. I'm like, well, that's not valuable to me at all. <laughs> um, so I just really think it's not a deep class and the top end talent is bad. This is the worst rookie class I can remember in my entire time watching. I I have 
again, I did not really get to go through this year and do a final sweep after final year of watching everybody. Yes, we've been kind very of busy ad- addressing my evals. Devi and the freshman guides. But I only have three tier one players in the class. So that's really bad. Um, so with this, with that just kind of out there before we begin this exercise, the top five quarterbacks, Sam Howe, number one, Matt Corral, number two. Do I have to pick a third, fourth, and fifth? <laughs> Malik Willis is, is tier three for me. Kenny Pickett is tier three for me, and Desmond Ritter is tier three for me. I don't, which means I don't think they're long-term NFL starters at all. They'll get a couple years here at the beginning of their career, and then they'll hold a clipboard. Yeah, I I'm pretty much mirror that thought process here. Um, I don't have any tier one quarterbacks uh, for I just I just don't see any high end guys in this class here. Uh, my QB one is also Sam Howell. I mean, I think from one, from an analytics standpoint, which, you know, me, big numbers guy, um, Sam Howell's the only one who has like a decent analytic profile. All of these other guys are fourth, fifth year players who, you know, took a little bit, took a while to break out. They kind of went roundabout a path to the league here you know but sam howell starts year one um his freshman year and he is above the trend line at our website uh on the player metrics graphs which that trend line is the average uh, of qbs who have produced a top 12 season um he's above the line in qbr and epa per play for both his first and second year Barely dips below it in the third year. So he did have a bit of a down year last year. I do think a lot of that had to do with him losing a lot of his supporting cast skill position wise and having to do a lot of the heavy lifting on his own, which is why you saw a big uptick in his rushing numbers. Um, so that's not something I think that's going to necessarily translate to the next level. But, you know, he is somebody who can pick up chunks of yards with his legs. So he has mobility. He extends plays well. Uh, I think he has good arm strength. Um, he's he's also one of the smartest passers in this class. Um, you know, he just he just seems to know down and distance where the sticks are. He takes what the defense gives him, but he's also not afraid to test windows. He moves through progressions, uh, which isn't something you really see out of a lot of these other quarterbacks here. So he's got good tools. He's a good mental quarterback. So I, he's the only one in this class that I feel good about projecting to get to a second contract. I think guys like Malik Willis uh, have a higher fantasy ceiling for a couple years on that first contract, but there's so many flaws in Willis's game that I don't necessarily feel confident that he gets the second contract, whereas how I do think will. So that's why I have Hal at one. And then two, three for me kind of goes back and forth a little bit on Corral and Willis. Um, They're both toolsy guys. They both have a lot of work to do. I have Corral at two ahead of Willis, but it is very close. Um, I just don't feel that great about Willis's ability to read a defense. I don't feel that great about his accuracy. It takes a lot of sacks. So there's there's some flaws in his game. Yeah, for me, it's more pocket presence and... Um, he's not, he's not always accurate. And I think he, yeah, like it's just a big, he has a lot of issues. He has Mm -hmm. a lot of issues. I think I'm trying to win leagues that I do now get quarterback scoring that reflects some of those issues a little more. Um, like Jalen Hurts should not be a top five or 10 quarterback in any format. I agree. Um, And I'm like, I think Willis is going to have that same issue. Yes, that's the thing with Willis where I kind of go back and forth with him on him and Corral at two and three because he is very tantalizing from a fantasy perspective. And that's what we're playing here. You know, you want a guy who's going to put up fantasy points. And I think as long as Malik Willis is a starting quarterback in the league, I I think he's very much in in the Jalen Hurts mold where 
he'll put up some points. It's not going to be pretty, but he'll do it. Um, whereas Corral, I think, has very good tools, not quite equally as good as Willis. Willis is, has the bigger arm and is more mobile, but Corral's no slouch in either of those. But I think Corral, he struggles with decision-making. I think he was better this past year than he was in 2020. Um, but he's still not very consistent. He still has some work to do, but I feel better again about Corral hitting a second contract than I do Willis. Um, so that's kind of the tiebreaker that I have between those two. Yeah. Um, they both have different, uh, issues uh, processing wise, I Mm -hmm. think. Well, it's, we don't know if they like Corral, like very simplistic RPO style offense. Yes. Um, whereas Willis was only asked to read half the field. Apparently, Willis interviewed very, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that I think, I mean, I, because I don't think the question was ever like he's dumb. I think it was yeah. more like he's only ever been asked to do this. So can he go beyond that? I think Corral's going to have a similar question. It's just a different um, setup for him where he was really just kind of reading the middle linebacker. Um, at least for a, a lot. I mean, obviously not every single play, but that was a large piece of the offense for him. Yeah. I think with Malik Willis too. Um, yeah. He was only ever asked to really read half the field. So you can't really fault him for uh, not necessarily going through full field progressions or anything, but there were times where he just flat out did not see a safety over the top and got picked off horribly. Um, so I do think he has trouble recognizing some coverages at times, um, that, or he just trusts his arm way too much. It could be one or the other. Um, I lean towards it being a little, you know, him not always seeing the safety over the top. Um, there was one play in the old miss game where it was just from, from this past year, it was just bad. It was just a bad interception that he threw. And he did that against pretty much all power five competition that he played or you know all what was the stat it was any his numbers against like a top 60 defense were atrocious it was like two touchdowns like six interceptions through just not good against any semblance of a decent defense so that's something else that kind of gives me hesitation with willis um and rounding out my top five is uh Desmond Ritter and then Kenny Pickett. Those two are also kind of in that same tier where I don't really feel that great about either of them. And Desmond Ritter gets the nod over Pickett just for the fantasy angle where with his legs. But if you made me gun to my head, pick which one was going to be a starter in the league longer, I'll probably pick Pickett but I don't feel great about that. The Ritter thing is crazy to me. I don't know if I can ever remember a player as bad as him that has gotten so much hype like right before the draft. It leads me to believe that it's smokescreen season, that everybody kind of wants another guy and, and they're saying, you know, oh no, actually we want Ritter. Like I, that, that, I think that's the talk because he is just like, he is not a good football player. Like just straight up. He... The, the biggest flaw with him is that he literally tries to guide everything. And that is literally impossible to do in the NFL. And that's not a skill that you can teach somebody. Like mm-hmm. they can either do that. He's not going to magically pick that up after four years of college and playing all through high school and blah, 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 blah. It is not physically possible. I would be shocked if Desmond Ritter is ever a good NFL quarterback. I would be shocked if I don't want to say I'd be shocked if he goes in the first round because stupid stuff happens every year. But that's just a guy that I I cannot possibly get behind. He would be lower for like the, the drop off is huge. Like and Carson Strong is not even close to him. Um, that tells you how little I think of Carson Strong. But um, it's 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 bad. I I, it, I really don't know how this how this has come about. Yeah, I don't understand people saying he's the most pro-ready quarterback in this class. Like, I pretty much I disagree with that pretty pretty vehemently. Um, yeah, he ran if the RPO offense 
So if he goes to an RPO offense, sure. Like he could probably run that pretty effectively, but he struggles with ball placement. Like he does not set his wide receivers up very well. And the windows are only going to get tighter. Like you said, he kind of guides the ball rather than, you know, just ripping it and throwing it. Um, you know, he, he can move the new over the pocket, he escapes, extends plays. You know, there's times where he can move through his progressions, find the open read. He doesn't, he needs to do it with a little bit more consistency. Um, but I just, I don't think that he is as pro ready as people make him out to be. I think Kenny Pickett's more pro ready than he is. Now Pickett, his first couple of years were not good. Um, his first like four years were, were, were not good. Um, his, you know, this past year was, was great. You know, he looked really good. Um, now he still wasn't above the, the magic line on those graphs in uh, QBR at any point in time, even this past year. Uh, now he had an, a QBR of 81.2, which is good, but because it was his fifth year, it still wasn't above the line. Uh, and then EPA per play, he was like right at the line this past year. Um, so, you know, those aren't terrible numbers, but I think Kenny Pickett is more pro ready than anybody else in this class because he just had such a clear command of this offense this year. He understood what was going to be open. He anticipated reads, you know, he was in the same offense in 2019. So that definitely helped. Um, I think that's part of the reason why he took a big step forward this year is the third year in that offense. So he's a smart player. He moves through progressions well. Um, you know, he's not afraid to test some windows, but he's also not afraid to take what the defense gives him. He has just, you know, very, very clean mechanics, good quick release, good footwork. He's not really going to have to mess with a lot of that stuff. You know, his big issue is he doesn't really have that big of an arm. It's fine. It's passable. Um and he's a little bit more mobile than you would necessarily expect, but he's not really like a real threat with his legs. So his tools are just kind of okay, um, which is what makes me kind of hold back on him a little bit. Um, but, and I also don't love that he was like a year five breakout, you know, it's tough to, tough to project that moving forward. Um, but that rounds out my top five there. Um, and we kind of glossed over Sam Howell at, at QB one there. I kind of went on a little bit of a tangent, but um, gives a shit. he's not going <laughs> to be amazing anyway. Like really like, no, I, I think he's going to be a very solid QB two. I see him very much in the Baker Mayfield mold. Sure. Um, is there anybody outside of this top five here that you want no. to touch on? <laughs> no, no, I do not. Um, the only thing I will say is I really, really wanted to like Bailey Zappi. I did. I wanted to like him. I wanted to be able to hype him up as a, as a, as a guy who's a sleeper. But I just, I, I didn't really see it with him. He operates well within, you know, structure within like a timing and rhythm offense, but the offense didn't really ask him to move through progressions all that often. You know, his arm strength is passable. Um, you know, it just is the tools aren't really there. And it was just a very simplistic offense. And then again, kind of a year five guy who put up the numbers that he did because of the offense he was in. So I wanted to like Bailey Zappi, but I don't. Yeah, I literally don't care about any of them. They could all be, they're just all Joe Smith to me, who I don't want on my team. Uh, all right, well, moving into the running backs then, um, you know, we can go through our top 10 here. Um, do you want to kick this one off or would you like me to take this one? I mean, it doesn't really matter. I think, you know, at this point I have adjusted. I have Brees Hall at RB1. I think it's hard to ignore the fact that he's probably going to get really good draft capital. We'll see where he ends up landing. Um, I don't like Kenneth Walker at all. Um, I He's Rojo all over again. Um, I, oh. I think he's a heavy fade. He's not in my top five at all. Um, I, there's not 10 backs in this class that are worth naming. I'm not naming 10 <laughs> running backs right now. 
Um, <laughs> Isaiah Spiller is still my RB2. Fade him at your own peril, guys. Like he is going to be a, a pretty solid NFL back. I, I fade the noise. Go get him. He's going to go like late first now. I think that's like that's the that's the guy that like late the first guy that won pick. that won your ship like last year and always seems to have like a guy fall to him. Like that is going to be the guy this year. And in two years, everyone's going to be like, well, how did we let that happen again? That because that smart guy at the end of your draft is going to take Isaiah Spiller at a, at a discounted spot. I'm just saying it now. That is what's going to happen in a lot of different places. So he's my RB two, and then guess what? After that, it doesn't matter. I don't. I mean, I think a lot of them will be situational. Obviously, uh, some of them like I, I. I don't believe in Zamir White. Uh, I think his ability has been overblown. I don't think the NFL likes Rashad White, so I think that's going to be something to monitor, but. But if the NFL is not in on them, I'm probably not going to be either. You're looking at Brian Robinson Jr., who was a, a below average rusher for the entirety of his career at Alabama. You're looking at a undersized Kyron Williams. You're looking at uh, aforementioned Kenneth Walker, who I just don't believe has a has an NFL skill set. Tyler Bate, Batty, I kind of like. I think if of any of the undersized backs, he's the one that's most likely to have an Austin Eckler type career because he runs pretty like he can handle some physicality he's not just kind of you know going down on first contact i really do think he has a three down skill set if a team is willing to use him that way um and then after that it's like it, it, i mean tyler algier bad athlete uh, i do kind of like jerome ford but again i don't know if the nfl likes him james cook scat back no thank you damian pierce is way overrated um, there's like these guys are depth guys in a sense they'll they'll go in the fifth round and they'll have an okay NFL career but that again that doesn't do anything from a fantasy roster. Um, so I I after if I don't get Hall early and I'm not like that interested in him then then Spiller or or, or nothing in terms of running backs so, you know maybe maybe grab a a, a baddie late just because I can. Fair enough. Is is Brees Hall your over your number one overall player? Man, that's so difficult to say. I mean, you said you have three tier one guys. Yeah, he's one. Mm-hmm. Then I have two wide receivers. Um, Save it for the wide receiver show. Probably. Probably. I know, like, I don't necessarily do the whole positional value unless it's like an obvious quarterback. Because um, I just think, you know, take the best player. But they're all pretty even to me. Like I, I have again, I have two receivers. I won't name them. I'll save them. Thank you. But like even those guys, like I'm not like in love with either of them. They just both kind of uh, are are hitting some thresholds that I like. So it's just such a bad class. Like I feel bad saying that, but it's just such a bad class. I agree with you. But at the same time, though, we may see five. Wide receivers go in the first round, four quarterbacks in the Maybe. first round. Yeah. You know, so they're gonna get the draft capital, which I think matters to an extent. Um, you know, I think Brees Hall out of the running backs is the safest to get good. Do you think draft he capital. goes round one? No, I don't think he'll go round one, despite his best player comp on player profiler being Jonathan Taylor. I don't I don't understand that one. Um, I mean, I guess it's I mean, he ran that four three nine, which was surprising. Uh, I did not expect him to be that fast. Um, but yeah, he's not. Despite what people are saying, he's not a Jonathan Taylor level player. He's not a top five dynasty running back right now. I like Brees Hall. He is my number one player in this class. Um, but if I don't get him, I'm not heartbroken. You know, if I don't get him. I'm probably if I had the 102 and he went 101, I'm probably looking to trade that pick, to be honest. But yeah, I, I mean, Brees Hall's my my RB one, number one overall player in the class. His analytic profile is very good. Uh, he is above the magic line in adjusted yards per team play all three years as a starter. He's above the magic line all three years in backfield dominator rating. His lowest backfield dominator rating was 62.7%. It's very good. Um, and, you know, he, the speed, I don't normally count the combine for that much, but this was something that made me kind of 
perk up. Um, that is something that definitely helped to separate Hall and Spiller at the top for me. Um, I was definitely not expecting a 4-3-9. I still don't necessarily, I don't think he plays that fast. No, he doesn't at all. It's <laughs> like, no. Um, uh-uh. But but it is, it is interesting. Um, but then I also do have Isaiah Spiller at two. Um, he has his first two years um, for backfield dominator, dominator rating and adjusted yards per team play, both above magic line. Um, year three this year was basically right on the line for both of them. Um, backfield dominator rating was a little bit below. It was 45.3% this year. Uh, the other two years, it was 50 and 52 so that dipped a little bit. You know, I think that some of that has to do with Devin Achain uh, and how dynamic he was, too. Um, he deserved the split of the carries there. But I do like Isaiah Spiller. I think he's a good size adjusted athlete, despite, you know, we, we didn't see any like testing from him really. He didn't really do anything at the combine, which is kind of frustrating. Um, but you know, it is what it is. We can only go off of what we go off of or what we have available. So. It is what it is on that front. I mean, he ran what is like a four six something on his pro day, something like that, which was disappointing. Uh, Spiller, yeah. I mean, there was a wide range, right around four six, which yeah. is, again is what like I kind of pictured him running. Like, I never thought he was a burner. That was like not mm-hmm. something that was part of my eval. So. I thought he was I, a better size adjust athlete than that. Because I mean he's he's like right about like 220 pounds. Mm-hmm. So he's I was expecting it to be a little bit better than that, but it is what it is. Um and then it's a pretty big drop off for me after those two. Um to I do have Kenneth Walker as my three. Um, you know, he just had such a fantastic year this year. And his his 2020 season is actually better than what a lot of people give him credit for is backfield dominator rating 48, uh, 8.2% as above the magic line there. Uh, adjusted yards per team play was 0.93, which is below the line, but it's not bad. Um, so his, his metrics aren't that bad. Um, you know, there's a lot to like with him there. You know, I think his contact bounce is good. Um, his speed, uh, Oh, another guy was a little bit better than what I thought. You know, he ran a four, three, eight. Um, but, I don't love Kenneth Walker. He will end up going in the first round of rookie drafts. I will not take him there. Um, I'm probably just honestly trading a lot of these picks, to be honest with you. Um, yeah, I mean, I've traded a lot of my picks already for this. And again, like this is the C2C podcast. Um, you know, by now, most of these guys, all these guys are probably rostered. Um I don't. I'm, I was not heavily invested in this class, really. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think I have any Garrett Wilson across any of my leagues. Not that I think lowly of him, but like, I, like you know, I, I, I don't. I think I have one Brees Hall, uh, a couple of Spiller. I don't really have any of the quarterbacks. Like, it's just like it's a class that I don't think I did it like intentionally, mm-hmm. but just the quality of the player was was lower, and I think that's reflected in my roster numbers across all of my leagues like i really really do and in my few rookie like i was pushing for the ship in our home league i don't have any of my picks this year um yeah yeah i i'm with you i'm there i'm not heavily invested in this class either i have um more spiller than i do anywhere else um i did actually i just traded for for sam howell today um i traded it was in the program traded Aaron Rodgers and Jaden Bray for Sam Howell and my guy, Jalen McMillan. Um, I'm a little bit concerned with Rodgers. Future. Draft, and, yeah. Um, <clears throat> I think short term, I probably lost that trade, but I don't know how many years Rodgers has left. And I don't know how many, I, I don't know how many MVP like seasons he has left either. So short term, probably lost that one, but. It is what it is there. But anyway, rounding out my top 10 running backs here, I have Rashad White at four. I'm with you there. I don't necessarily know what the NFL is going to think of him. His um, draft capital is going to play a pretty significant role. 
Um, my RBs like four through 10 are pretty tight. Draft capital is going to be the biggest separator for these guys. Um, but I, I do like Rashad White. He's got good size. He catches the ball really well. I think he will carve out some sort of a role at the NFL level. Um, you know, then five, I have Jerome Ford kind of along the same lines. I like him. I don't know if the NFL does. Aaron Williams at six. Um, size is probably my biggest concern with him and, and limited athlete as well. I have Brian Robinson Jr. at seven. That's more of a projection of, I think he'll have better draft capital than some of these other guys. So I'm, I'm projecting draft capital there a little bit, but you know, he's a good, he's a big guy. I think he'll have a role. Um, Tyler Algier at eight, Deshaun Corbin at nine and Tyler Beatty at 10. Um, I do like Beatty. Like you said, I, I think he's going to carve out some sort of a role at the yeah, next I think, level. I think he gets a role regardless. And then mm-hmm. I think he has the room to be to more, expand to, it. to be more yeah you yeah. know if, if the if the the between the tackles guy goes down with injury right he can slot in and handle both yeah right like if he goes to uh arizona oh that'd be a fun one yeah yeah he catches a lot of passes there james connor has been banged up in the past we know he's gonna miss <laughs> at least one game this year probably yeah yeah, yeah. so you know Beatty would have then the opportunity to seize a larger role yeah. Um, so, but again, draft capital would matter more for me. Like, you know, where does he get taken? Like, which of these guys goes day two? I feel mm-hmm. pretty confident that, you know, five to six running backs will go day two. I don't think any will go day one, but five to six running backs probably go day two. It's just a matter of who it ends up being. I think three running backs go day two, and that's it. That's it. Uh huh. Interesting. I mean, it's a I think deep it's class calling. It's deep. They're going to wait. They're going to crawl into the depths. I, just uh, the fucking Marianas trench. I mean, the Falcons need a running back pretty desperately. You know, we're looking at Mike Davis and Cordell Patterson again. Um, yeah, I think there's, don't forget about my other, guy Quadri. I think there's some other guy, other teams out there that, that need some running back help. Um, so I think that there is enough teams that need it that we'll see more than three go on day two. But Whatever as far as day bro. two, as far as day two grades go, yeah, I mean that feels maybe about right. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right. Well, are there any guys here outside of the top ten here that we named? And the thing with running backs is I don't think there's a consensus top ten out there. Really, um, you know, we both had Tyler Beatty in our top ten. I don't think that's consensus. Um, you know, uh, guys that we're missing, like Abram Smith is getting some hype. Neither of us have Jermaine, um, Zamir White or James Cook in there. Um, is there anybody outside of the top 10 that we named that you're intrigued by here? So this isn't a guy that I actually like very much. But oh, okay. Nice preface. I know. <laughs> but I see a lot of scenarios for him getting a role on a team early and being one of those guys that can handle the full workload. And that's Hassan Haskins. Oh, I don't really love him that much. Again, like I probably wouldn't take him before, I don't know, the fifth round, maybe like if I was an NFL team, but he's like the he just strikes me as the kind of steady Eddie guy that you plug in as kind of your backup or your third running back. And if something happens, he can step in and do some things. So, again, like he's not a guy that I love, but he's a guy that I probably like if he's available um, in whatever type of league it is, like I take him like fourth round or like late third or something like that. Um, and, and just see what happens with him. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's definitely an interesting name. It's not somebody that I, I expected at all. Yeah. I mean, like uh, he, he's not special as a back, but I think he's the kind of guy that an NFL team will like, cause he like won't make a bunch of mistakes and stuff. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. interesting. Interesting. Um, yeah. I mean, there's not really anybody, that I, I love um, a guy that intrigues me is CJ Verdell. I think he was about to have a, a bigger year this year until he got hurt. I'll be interested to see how he bounces back here. Cause he looked really good as a freshman. You know, he had a solid sophomore year too. So, you know, he broke, he had early production. I think he was in line for a nice bounce back senior year here. Didn't happen. Cause he got hurt. Uh, but he started off hot. 
I don't think he's going to get that great a draft capital though, but he's an eye, he's somebody that I'm keeping an eye on a little bit later. Yeah, that's an interesting one as well. Yeah, for sure. I can see that. Yeah. Um, well, I think that is really going to do it for us here tonight uh, on the quarterbacks and running backs. Like I said, next week, we're going to talk about some wide receivers, tight ends. Um, tight end discussion will probably be very brief. <laughs> well, there's a lot of them. I'm actually so actually not to plug anything here. I am writing a article on the college tight end landscape right now. So that'll be out in the next couple of days. It's got to replace a lot of tight ends that are leaving this year. Let me just take one guess. Um, Shimon Mateer, I can't, I can't pronounce the name right, is going to be mentioned in that article. Maybe. Ah, Could be. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Could be. Okay. If I had to put, if I had to put money on it, I would put yes. Well, now I'm going to take them out. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead. You reverse psychology me right now? I am. Yeah. No, I mean, I heard you talk on David Debate. You know, you have him in your top 10 here, which I think is a uh, not mainstream take, to say the least. Do you? Wait, 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 wait. Um, you don't follow me on Twitter? I tweeted out a huge thing with him in it the other day. Did you? Yeah. Yes, I follow you on Twitter. Doesn't seem like it. I mean, no, I don't know everything, every single thing you tweet. I think I every I remember single thing you, you tweet. I remember you. T- That's because I don't tweet anything. Because I have to monitor you. <laughs> You're a freaking wild card. I am very subdued. Yeah, now, okay. from the C2C account, you know, all those gifts that, I, that I'm sending don't out all the time. Don't start with me. <laughs> all right well that's gonna do it for us tonight here before austin and uh, austin yells at me um but be sure to rate and review the show that helps us out a lot um you know i'm not gonna be chris moxley here and and threaten to uh remove hosts hurt me there's or, only two or, of us <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> and nobody wants at that, that point it's just very directed and i think i can call the police <laughs> and nobody wants that anyway uh, so just rate and review the show, you know, download as well. Um, Spotify is a rating system now too. So, you know, no excuses. Um, check out the family of podcasts. You know, we're always pumping out something in the feed. We got chasing the natty coming out Mondays, campus life Tuesdays, Debbie debate with the live show on Wednesdays. Uh, uh, Noah Hills hero RB show, which was very interesting this week. Uh, if you have not listened to that, definitely check that one out. Um, the Future Freshman Podcast with Brandon Sanders, uh, Canton Bound, both those coming out on Fridays. Uh, and then the Daily Draft Report, you know, draft season winding up. Dwight is wrapping up on some of these prospects, doing some really interesting face-off uh, discussions. Check those out as well. Check out the YouTube channel. We're dropping the official. Um, Matt's dropping some spring practice news. We got stuff going on over the time over there. So be sure to check those out. Uh, but that'll do it for us here tonight. Until next time, I'm Colin. And this is Austin. And have a good one.